Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybatemadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. Friends, it's a delight to be here with Ethan Felson, who's the executive director of A Wider Bridge, which educates and advocates for LGBTQ equality here and in Israel and for the fair treatment of Israel here in North America. He has been an out Jewish professional for over 30 years, serving in senior roles at Jewish Federations of North America, Jewish Council for Public Affairs, and the Federation at Hartford. Ethan, thank you for taking time to talk. Thank you. Wonderful to be with you, Rabbi. So tell us a little bit. You could talk about this for hours, but what's the brief version of what a wider bridge is doing? How do you see your work today? Well, our work today is probably different than it was six months ago, and hopefully it'll be different again in six months. That, uh, uh, but overall, our job is to work with LGBTQ people in Israel and North America, keeping a vibrant bridge between the two helping to fight for LGBTQ inclusion in Israel. We are grant makers to LGBTQ organizations in Israel. And we also try to help nurture positive conversations around issues that touch on Israel here at home. Yeah, very nice. And very interesting. Uh, that changes COVID era. We've done a lot of missions through the years. We're not doing missions. Right now, we do a lot of events around the country, but we do have now an opportunity with people connecting virtually. And so if you go to the awiderbridge.org website, you'll see uh, our wonderful programs and we hope people will sign up. In, in looking at some of the civil rights uh, issues, human rights issues in Israel around LGBT inclusion, justice, what are some of the successes that Israel can be proud of on this front? And what are some of the ongoing challenges still, still existing? So that's great. I'm glad you phrased it that way because it's always uh, an incomplete uh, story. Uh, till we have full inclusion, we're not going to rest, but we also can uh, take some pride, to use a wonderful term, that's how the LGBTQ community in Israel refers to itself as the pride community, that 25 years ago, Israel was decriminalizing homosexuality, uh, repealing its sodomy, laws, adopting civil rights protections, and today there are pride centers in four different cities in Israel, and unlike other places in the world, they're funded by the municipalities that house them. As a matter of fact, there's going to be hopefully soon a wonderful new pride center in Tel Aviv. Uh, there are really wonderful organizations working on the ground with the secular schools, with the religious schools, with uh, religious communities that are working for uh, issues touching on HIV. So they're very vibrant organizations and they need our help. And we're part of that equation, making sure that people know that there's still uh, an incomplete picture. There's, as with almost everywhere else on the planet, there's violence against people because 
they're LGBTQ. There are people in homeless shelters, youth shelters, who've been kicked out of their homes, and we need to be there for them. And there's also an issue in Israel where marriage is restricted to the religious authorities, whether you're Christian, Muslim, or Jewish. And for those people who don't want to be or cannot be married by the Orthodox rabbinate, there isn't an option for them right now. Under ordinary times, they could go to Cyprus, they could go to the United States, to Canada, uh, and then Israel would recognize that marriage. Israel has been recognizing same-sex marriages for quite some time, but people don't have that option right now in COVID. So if there's somebody that you love and you want to get married right now, that opportunity is denied to you, and that's a, a, a struggle that needs to change. Yeah, that's a big challenge, big challenge, big struggle. So uh, obviously the LGBTQ community has a, t a lot of diversity, um, but I wonder, are there, is there, are there unique perspectives that emerge from the Jewish LGBTQ community or in relationship to Zionism, Zionism in relationship to Israel that might be different from just, the, um, from just other Jewish responses? Yeah, I mean, I've worked in the Jewish community for over 30 years, and I've seen the diversity of perspectives in the Jewish community, and it's no different in the LGBT community. I think that would surprise a lot of people to know that uh, there are people who are dovish, people who are hawkish, people who sit inside of the tent, and people who are outside of the tent. And our challenge at A Wider Bridge is to help people understand that diversity, reach out across difference, but also have conversations that are not about the conflict, that to have a real touch to the lives of Israelis, LGBTQ, Arabs, Palestinians, Jews, uh, Christians, others who are doing their best, doing their best to live their lives, to self-realize in a very complicated uh, part of the world. Yeah, given the, com the political divisiveness, toxicity, um, um, divisions that exist today. Do you see um, new trends emerging in the work you're doing? Yeah, all the, all the time. And I think one of the things that, that, that happens even in the COVID era is that uh, we're able to meet and connect in ways that we didn't imagine so that we're not as dependent on uh, putting up a poster and hoping people are going to come to uh, an event, people are selecting into events and connecting in different ways during this uh, Zoom era. So the, for some reason, I'm not sure, uh, the, the noise is a little bit less right now. We're also, uh, we were really delighted for our alumni summit that in addition to meeting with LGBTQ groups in Israel, we did a full uh, program on Black Lives Matter with a pastor and an Ethiopian Israeli and a JCRC director having a really complicated conversation. And we found people very much engaged, even though it's a very fraught topic in trying to unpack what the similarities and differences are between the struggles for racial justice here and in Israel. Mm -hmm. so, in, so in working with various communities, um, how, uh, where, where, and, and in many where Israel may be delegitimized, uh, you know, more and more, how do you view your work to counter that delegitimization? So what, what, what we're doing is putting forward uh, our understanding of the lives of Israelis who are working hard 
to be fair and decent and face difficult decisions to defend themselves and also build as inclusive a society as possible. And I think by helping people to connect with Israelis, Jewish and Arab, and hear their stories, perhaps they can move past some of the noise and some of the rhetoric without us denying that. My sense is always they're going to be people who sit uh, and, and, and the edges are outside the tent that don't want that conversation to happen. You just have to keep your eyes forward on a, a world in which we actually can hold multiple narratives, uh, look at multiple um, truths and, and embrace them and have empathy across a conflict. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Okay, so just one last question for you. Um, a lot of the uh, potential peace partners um, in the Middle East region are not um, allies to the LGBTQ community. And how do we think about allyship in relationship to a peace process? How do we think about this being one of the issues on the table? How do we think about our role in advocating for human rights while we're also striving so hard to, uh, to achieve peace with those neighbors as well? Yeah, that, uh, you know, there, there's a theory that goes like this, that uh, if you want to look to solving the conflict, look to the communities that really work to create change in the LGBTQ community, uh, they're change makers and they've worked to create real change in their society. And I I'm a big believer that the people to people programming that brings folks from different worlds together into communication, into partnership, into problem solving is the model that we need. If you look at conflicts around the world, it's really where they've invested in people-to-people -people programming. And then the leaders come together and they come up with some kind of strategy. And in the absence of that, you have an agreement uh, that doesn't uh, bear out. So look to the LGBTQ yeah. community. And uh, I'm very proud that uh, the Aguda in Israel is creating an LGBTQ hotline for the Arab uh, people, 30% of the people and youth shelters in Israel come from the Arab uh, sector. And so I would look to the folks who are on the ground reaching across these deep divides to create a difference. Amazing. Friends, uh, be sure to check out the great work of Ethan Felsen at A Wider Bridge. Thanks so much for your time and keep up your amazing work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wonderful to be with you.